Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here. Just letting you know, before you listen to this awesome episode that we give you guys week in and week out, head over to Twitter, follow us there at ST Sports Podcast, as well as our Facebook page, like and share that, and then head over to YouTube after you're done doing all that stuff and subscribe to our channel because we will be live streaming within the next few weeks, and that's where you're going to want to watch and interact with us. So hit Twitter up, ST Sports Podcast, Facebook, like and share our page, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Enjoy the show. You heard the rest. Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, and we are live streaming on Sportscaster right now. Like I said, the past couple weeks, we're trying different couple things, um, trying to do some live video type stuff, but uh, UFC 247 is this weekend, John Jones versus uh, Reyes, and it actually doesn't look like that bad of a card um that's set up but on top of that i do also want to touch on a couple things that have happened in the past couple weeks you know the the cowboy and um connor fight that happened Uh, some people out there still believe that cowboy has um take took a dive for connor to win which i just don't believe um ronda rousey coming out last week Pretty much saying her her UFC days are are done. Um, she feels like she doesn't have to keep fighting anymore to prove that she's the greatest women's fighter. But we'll get into that. And also last week, Joanna JJ made some inappropriate tweets or Instagram posts. Uh, as far as her and uh, Weili Zhang's fight coming up. And you know what? Like, just jumping into that, right? You know, we'll just jump into that story there. So what happened was, you know, with this unfortunate disease that's going around, the coronavirus starting over in China, JJ posted on Instagram a photoshopped UFC poster of her and her Weili Zhang with... JJ wearing a ga- uh, gas mask. She thought it was funny. I mean, listen, I, I've said on the show and for any of the, the sportscaster um, fans that haven't heard the show, I'm okay with trash talking leading up to a fight. Um, I mean, that's how you sell cards. JJ, the past year or so, ever since she lost her belt, just seems like she's trying to be like that, that the female version of Kobe Covington. And we saw how well that worked out for him when he fought Usman. I really, you know, it's, it's a slippery slope. Um, I know I've seen a couple people on Twitter say UFC should put something in place, like a code of conduct type thing for their, their fighters. Here's the problem is, UFC 
basically doesn't really own the rights to their fighters. The fighters are independent contractors. So if they were to tell these fighters how to live their life, I guess, if you want to say it, or um, watch what you say type deal, you know, you may open yourself up to a lot of lawsuits, you know, coming from the fighters. Um, but what JJ said, I mean, that's, it's inexcusable. You know, people are dying because of this, this disease. And I'm actually rooting for, uh, Weili Zhang to just destroy her now. You know, I think, you know, Zhang, I think is a very talented fighter and, um, I think also JJ might have a little bit of the Ronda Rousey situation where people finally caught up to her talents. Not saying she didn't evolve because I think that's what happened to Ronda was she just never really evolved. But JJ's getting a little bit older now and you got a lot of young talent coming up. You know, Rose uh, better twice, you know, beat her for the, the belt and then beat her in the rematch. Um, in even you know, Rose is gonna be coming back. Also, I I, I think actually in the next two months, uh, she uh, she fights. Um, as far as the fight between Zhang and uh, JJ, even before this, I would have probably still took Zhang. I, I think she's a, a good fighter, and I just think she's more hungry. And JJ is too more too much worried about the the trash talking in a way, you know, um, the the outside the the ring type stuff. I think she's worried about. Um, and I mean, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see exactly if that's what happens. Now, I also said about Ronda Rousey. Um, coming out and saying that, you know, she doesn't have to fight no more. I haven't watched wrestling in a while. Um, obviously, I know she went to WWE and has been doing really good there. Um, I don't think she's been wrestling as much, but she has kicked around about coming back as a, um, you know, second runaround type deal. But I, I definitely do believe that she is done with UFC and MMA um, altogether. Now, her comments about being the greatest ever to fight, I mean, I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. She did help bring women's fighting into the UFC, especially when Dana White said it would, it would never happen. And, I mean, you look at it now, you look how far it has come since she brought the women's fight. I mean, you got Amanda Nunez, you got the featherweight division, and uh, you have the strawweight division. I know they've been can, uh, campaigning for uh, atom weight, which I, I think they should do. I think they should add an atom weight division because there are a few fighters that 
have a hard time making weight and they need that other weight class just like the men you know for the longest time before women's uh, fighting you didn't have a 155 pound division or I'm sorry a 145 pound division you know and those are some of the more exciting fights to happen now compared to the ones that have been around for years and years and years Now, I do put her up there in the top three. You know, if you want to call it a women's Mount Rushmore of MMA. I said for a while that I always believe it's Gina Carano, Cyborg, and Ronda. I still think after, what was it, last week? Um, with uh, Bellator, with Cyborg winning the fourth belt from um, from Bellator. Now she has four belts from four different promotions: UFC, Strike Force, uh, Invicta, and Bellator. Now, I mean, to me, that would have to put her in there as the best. And it will always be the question of what what would have the outcome been if Ronda fought Cyborg. I still think Cyborg would have won it. But I think it would have been the fight that we've all have been hoping for. Like the, the entertainment aspect of it. And, you know, Gina Carano... I, I would put her as my number three girl. Um, just because, you know, Rhonda is the one that brought the women's division to UFC. Cyborg, with all her accolades, Gina, just, you know, had some good fights. Um, but I definitely don't agree. All time to fight, um, in UFC. Now, I mean, she did rack up 12 straight wins in the, the very beginning of her UFC career. But again, I, I chalked that up to. Not not very good talent to build up the division that she was in. But like I always say, I, I, I still think she was one of the best. One female that wasn't the best, and this was two weeks ago, um, Macy Barber. She went up against Roxanne... Motorford. I'm probably butcher her name, and I'm sorry because I mean, I actually like this fighter. I like this girl. There's just something about her that is just fun to watch. And surprisingly, she dominated Macy Barber. Macy Barber was supposed to be the next big talent to come out of the UFC. She wants to beat John Jones's 
youngest to win a belt record. And she just got dominated. And then halfway through the second uh, second round, Barbara took a step back and her leg just gave out. Turns out that she tore her ACL. And the weird thing that led up to the third round was right before the third round start, doctor came in, said he wanted to check out her, her knee, her leg, checked it out, went to the rest, said it's a partially torn ACL, she's good to go. First off, how can you, you know, you know the, the, the fighter is hurt with a, a, a bad leg. How can you allow her to go on, allow her to go to fight? Also, you just announced to her opponent an injury that she should target. And, you know, for whatever reason, Roxanne didn't. She, you know, kept going and she won by unanimous decision. Um, and then after the fight, in the post-fight interview with Joe Rogan, Macy Barber made the comment of, you know, I, you know, I got hurt, but I made Roxanne look better. Like, just a selfish act. And I think the, the, the more that was coming out the, the, the week or so after this fight, the father said that the ACL was torn since uh, the first round. Um, Barber saying I could beat her, you know, in a rematch. And listen, you got dominated, flat out dominated. You lost. Be humble in defeat. I mean, we've seen it with Connor, and you know, I'll get to Connor in a second here. But I just think she's losing fans because of this pettiness of only lost because of an injury. Even before you start hobbling around, you couldn't do anything to try to uh, change the outcome of Roxanne's game plan. But Roxanne won. And, you know, I kind of want to see a rematch. And hopefully Roxanne could just redo what she did and just shut her up. Because she just seems like this petty little girl that thinks everything has to be handed to her. So, like I said in the beginning of the show, uh, Connor fought Cowboy. And I did say it's going to go... The only way Cowboy could win is if he got Connor up against the cage and took him down. Because we all know Connor has issues with wrestling and uh, you know and grappling on the ground, but he had to be careful of the left hook that uh, Connor has. Now that's not what knocked Cowboy out. It was basically vicious shoulder shrugs, hits, however you want to call it. I mean, I've seen it before, but more so to create separation between two fighters it legit looked like Connor was using it as his left hook 
Um, Cowboy came in to grapple with them. Connor threw one. Nothing happened. Threw another vicious one. By the third one, you could see Cowboy is starting to affect him. The fourth one, finally, Cowboy backed off. Um, Connor threw the, the, the head kick. Stumbled Cowboy. Connor came in. Threw a couple punches. And fight was over. 40 seconds in. Now... For the people saying that Cowboy took a dive, who wants to get their nose broke and their eye orbital busted to take a dive? And now it's coming out that Cowboy supposedly got a pay-per-view buys. I mean, obviously, you know, Connor got them because that's the only way Connor would have came back. I mean, it just does not make sense. There's no... Facts there to, to back up that that theory. It's just these people, even before the fight, that start this rumor of Cowboys going to take a dive just to make Connor look good. Listen, I mean, Connor looked good. He looked like the old Connor. And then even in the post-fight interview, he sounded a lot like the original Connor that came into the UFC. He wasn't all about the who the fuck is this guy or give me my proper 12 or, you know, he, I mean, he even went up to Cowboy's grandmother that always comes to Cowboy's fight and gave her a hug and, you know, said, I respect your son. I respect you. You raised a good kid. A lot of respect. Now, Dana White came out and said that he, he's, he's basically trying to set up the Habib fight again. I would like to see Connor fight one more time before he fights Habib because I still think, you know, 40 seconds in a match after a year plus layoff, I still think he might have a little bit of ring rust, even though he did look good. But like Stephen A. Smith said, it was only 40 seconds. I don't agree with what St- Stephen A. said as far as we didn't see much. We saw enough to know that he's not that far from getting another title shot. And maybe this time around, if it's uh, Habib, maybe it'll be a better outcome than last time. If the Habib-Tony Ferguson fight does happen, because this will be the fifth time that UFC is trying to set this up. If it does happen... To me, there's only one fight for Connor to do, and that's Justin Gaethje. Supposedly, Gaethje is turning down fights, according to Dana White, which, depending on who it is, you know, if it's if it's guys underneath him, I don't blame him. You know, I don't blame Gaethje for turning it down, but. Connor is going to be the number three ranked guy. Gaethje is fourth or fifth. Got to make the fight. And I think it's it will be a lot longer, I think, than 40 seconds. But I think it will be very entertaining also. You got two boxers. You got two guys that both have chins. I think it will be a fun fight to definitely watch. So, like I said... 
UFC 247s this week. Here is the main card. John Jones, obviously he's a champion, versus Dominic Reyes. Then we have Valentina Shevchenko versus Caitlin Chugagin. That's for the flyweight championship. Then heavyweight fight between Juan Adams versus Justin Taffa. A featherweight um, bout between Mursad Bektik versus Dan Ige. And then Derek Lewis versus Latifi. And they're actually the ones that kicking it off. And I'm a Derek Lewis guy. I, I love Derek Lewis ever since the infamous drops his shorts and my balls are hot. <laughs> um, definitely going Derek Lewis here. I don't know why they pin Latifi up against him. I think this should be an easy cakewalk for Lewis. But from what I remember his last fight, what I want to see in this fight, and I agreed with Joe Rogan last fight, I want to see a jab because he has that big overhand, but nothing to set it up. I mean, whenever that overhand connects, it always knocks people out. But it's one of those you have to be able to set it up, whether it's leg kicks or um, just, a, just a jab, you know, body shots, something. But I, I think Lewis, even if he doesn't have a jab or worked on anything, I still think he's going to pull out this win. And I still think it's going to be by knockout. With the featherweight fight between Mursad Bektik and Dan Age, um, I'm going to go with Dan Age. I... Really don't remember either of these fighters. Probably once I see them, then I'll I'll remember them. So it's kind of taking a shot of dark here with that one. Then we have Juan Adams versus Justin Taffa. I'm gonna go with Juan Adams here. I think if he wins this one and maybe one more, we could consider him a title contender. Unless it's an ungodly. Um, obvious win for him this weekend and maybe he he gets into that title contender uh talk sooner than later then for the co-main event we have valentina shevenko versus caitlin chugagin listen it's the old adage until they lose i'm going with them because valentina shevenko just looks dominant every time that she goes into a fight it's just a matter of how is she going to do it this time around. How is she going to top last fight? And that's how I think this fight's going to go. And I think she's going to top it out. Then we got the main event. John Jones versus Dominic Reyes. I think Jones wins. And will instantly say he's going to move up to heavyweight. He always did kind of say about 2020 would be the year he'll move up to heavyweight. This fight could be a replica to the Lionheart fight where it was actually pretty good or even the Santos fight. I don't think it's going to be a dominant one for John Jones. I think it's going to be um, a unanimous decision, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. So that's my picks. Um, I know last time... I did picks. I, I I did 
terrible. I think I got one out of five, which even on my DraftKings, I got murdered. So, but before I go, head over to podchaser.com. Um, give our show a, a, a review and a five-star rating. And then when you're done doing that, look for the Belly Up Podcast Network list. They have all the uh, podcasts that are on the network. Head over to them and also give them some reviews and some love there as well. Um, head over to Twitter. You can follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. Like and share our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where you're going to see all our live videos um, within the next few weeks once me and Shoulders gets the, the webcam all figured out. So until then, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.